Hey, hey, hey! You're listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. That's right. This is Joe Walsh coming to you from Tamarino, Costa Rica, and I'm sitting here with the Get Out and Surf podcast crew. I got PMAC on my left. Patrick, how you doing? I'm doing all right this morning. Yeah. Well, we got you early in the day. I think that's, that's all I got to say. Yeah. So there is a right side of the bed. Sometimes. <laughs> Nikki, welcome back. How's it going? I've only got one side of the bed, so like I have to get in a good mood every morning. <laughs> You're a happy boy. I am. In the mornings, I'm a very happy camper. We do have a little bit of an issue, though. I'm looking at your hands, and I know what happened, but I haven't heard the full story. So why don't we get it on record? Nikki, you, you're, what, what's going on here? I, uh, I got myself injured. Uh, it was pretty much my own fault. I was at home last Sunday. Uh, I just woke up from a little siesta, so I was nice and calm and relaxed. And my son was bouncing on the trampoline, and my surfboard, my new Evo, was sitting up against it after coming out from a surf. And uh, I suddenly heard that sickening feeling of like a surfboard landing on the ground and crunching against rocks. Ooh, I hate that. Yeah, so I kind of got up real quick and uh, was walking through uh, my doorway, the door, which usually is open, and it wasn't, but I was going with the intent to go outside pretty quick, and I stuck my knee right through the the bottom of the glass door, and then my face smashed up against the upper upper side of it, and uh, as I brought my hands up, to obviously like to protect my face, sliced right through my hands. That's pretty nasty. How many stitches you I got? got uh, I got 15 on my left hand, and I got five on my right wrist. Really lucky, super lucky. So I've been out of the water recently and just been dealing with this. Um, but yeah, super fortunate. It's just a few stitches. Okay. Yeah. And so what you were saying that you were just bleeding profusely and your dog and cat were trying to lick up the... Oh, they the were licking up all the blood. You know, your pet. pets will eat you when you die. Oh yeah. I love this when people say that they love their fur children. <laughs> oh, your fur children will love you if they don't get fed for a few days and you're lying there like so, after... So they were licking the blood off the ground? Yeah, they smell... Oh. Smell blood, and that's just their animals at the end of oh the my day. God, that would make me just want to throw up. I don't know what I. Oh my goodness, I don't know. You sent me the text of your hand when it happened, and it was just like nasty. Just yeah. Watching Sunday football, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty chaotic for a while, and then my wife, who doesn't like the sight of blood, and there was a lot of it. Um, she was just like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, just call Pat. On, at f- on football Sunday. I know, I know, but I know Pat would come running for this. And Pat, you did, of course. Yep, I came. Yeah, I got blood in his car and everything. I think he's going to leave it in there. Yeah, it's already dried up. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, probably even more importantly, how's the surfboard? Uh, surfboard's okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're <laughs> tough surfboards, man. There's that TimberTech uh, Firewire construction. It's super good, yeah. Yeah, right on. I'm actually going to go to the Firewire headquarters this next week. And shout out to Firewire. We have them in our rental fleet at Witches Rock, and uh, they're performing great. I... Uh, you know, I started riding an Evo a few months ago. I picked up that baked potato that I'm surfing. And uh, even that longboard that you're riding, that Taylor Jensen model, Pat. Yeah, it's a 9.0 Taylor Jensen uh, performance model. And it, it just like, it surfs like a shortboard. It really is real maneuverable. You can, you know, I like it a lot. Sweet. Yeah, so this week, the waves firing. I mean, really, they've been... Well, hold on. I'm going to back up a second. Firing is a word you use when the waves are just like out of control firing. I'm not going to say it wasn't firing, but it was really, really good. The wind was offshore for many days. Yeah, it was a good little size and, and consistent. Yeah, that sandbar in front of the surf camp is built up pretty nice, too. The only problem is the beach is a little smaller. Uh, there's less peaks right now. A new one is starting to form, though, deeper where the river mouth usually breaks. But 
right now that sandbar in front of the lifeguard tower is peeling off rights and lefts that are just going. It's pretty all time. Yeah, we need a big rainstorm for like 24 hours to open that stuff back up. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a pretty dry September so far, but as history has taught us, September, late September and October, it will dump here in Costa Rica. So, so far, great weather, but any moment now, the skies could get a little gray. Good thing is, is that the waves seem to be really consistent through the September and October months, and you're wet anyways if you're surfing. So if you're thinking about maybe coming to Costa Rica in the next few weeks, not really a bad time. It's super empty here in town. I know up and down the coast, a lot of empty waves right now. So maybe that should be the plan, huh? Yeah. Um, okay, listen, before we go any further, we've had some shout outs, right, Nikki? We got uh, Liz gave us all the notes. We've had people pinging us uh, through our email, which, you know, you can email us, world, Get out and surf, cr at gmail.com. If it's a good email, a good question, we'll answer it in one of our letters to the editor episodes or uh, just give you a shout out. We got Sean from Ontario, avid listener to the Get Out and Surf podcast from the Great Lakes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Was Sean at the uh, Great Lakes Surf Festival a few weeks ago? I don't think he was. That's a, I imagine Ontario is a long way away from Muskegon. Yeah, you're probably right. He's on like Superior, I would imagine. You know, the coolest thing about the Great Lakes is how many surfers we did meet from how many different areas. Like, surfers from Detroit. That's <laughs> so cool. I just didn't, I, you know, I don't know. Who knew? Yeah, there's waves there. There's waves on Lake Erie, Michigan, Superior. Yeah, this guy was telling me that, like, this secret spot that he doesn't really share with a lot of people, but he shared with me. Must be a trustworthy individual, and I'm just going to blow it up here on the <laughs> podcast. No, I won't. I won't say the spot, but not far away from Cleveland. And I'm like, Cleveland? I've been to Cleveland. I just don't feel like there'd be any surfing going on in Cleveland. But apparently, big enough body of water, the waves can fire. So this is a shout-out to all you Great Lakes surfers all over. True ted- dedication. And probably now is the time to score because the water is going to get pretty frigid pretty soon. Well, let's imagine it's the time of year now is coming up. And then they're going to start trying to go on the hunt and mission is what they do. Because it isn't like, you know, here we have the luxury of just waking up, look at the webcam, or even just look out the window and... Uh, you know, we can see what the conditions are going to be like, and it's just right there. We don't have to get any planes, trains, and automobiles, really. Yep, yep. Okay, also, Russo JP from our Instagram page at Get Out and Surf, he said thanks for all that info on the uh, airlines and the baggage fees. I believe that was, what, episode 32? Mm. We talked about that? But he reminded us that Alaska Airlines also does not charge for surfboard fees. So thank you very much, Russo JP. Um, didn't actually, didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't know that. Did you know that, Pat? You ever fly Alaska? No, I haven't flown Alaska yet, but I understand it's a really good airline. I I mostly fly Delta, which I I like a lot. And something you need to know is when you get to the counter, sometimes the agents are really busy and they don't really have all the information necessary to them. And they may charge you for the bag initially. However, say something to them and they'll switch it up on you because that's that's what happened to us yeah we were bringing a uh board back for for larry larry larson shout out to the cheese um and it was early morning i think we woke up at like 3 a.m drove to the airport and was like checking in and stuff like that and they're like i was 150 bucks and it was just like oh yeah okay whatever it's like super early and then obviously we're like hang on we just did a podcast on how it was actually free so then Pat had to get in contact with them again, and I uh, got refunded. Yeah, same thing happened to me and United, flying from uh, Auckland. Super late, catching a plane. Um, gave them my board. They they charged me 150 whatever New Zealand dollars. I forget the currency. Uh, and I'm like, wait a minute, you just changed the rule. If you fly in or out of California, it's uh, no charge. Of course, over on the other side of the world, they didn't know about that. 
So I just submitted a ticket on the United website, and within about a week or so, I had a response with the refund back on my card. So shout out to United as well for that. It is the times. They are changing when it comes to being a surfer and traveling on these airlines. Uh, Delta, American, and slowly United are all making positive steps, making it cheaper for us to bring our own boards whenever we go on trips. And so now, speaking about trips, it's that September, October time frame, boys. It's the time of year when the weather's changing from summer to winter and the northern hemisphere. A lot of spots are going to be lighting up. And we have the prize wheel, but instead of prizes, they're surf, surf trip destinations, and uh, which I think is a prize in itself. So we're going to spin the wheel, and we're going to see where the Get Out and Surf podcast is going to go for its next surf trip. How's that sound? I can't wait. Let's bring in the wheel. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, before we roll it, we got to read them. Let's read all the spots on the wheel. Hold on. Okay, look at the spots on the wheel. We've got, what is this? Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. I've always wanted to go to Nova Scotia. Time to go. Has anyone ever been in Nova Scotia? I haven't been. I always wanted to go. All right, so September, October, hurricane season. You get some great waves reaching all the way up past the United States and in Nova Scotia. Water still isn't too cold. Nova Scotia, you're on the list. Next spot, I see Japan. Holy shit, Japan. Japan. Man, that's about as opposite from Nova Scotia as you could imagine. Okay. I mean, we're really going to do this, guys. This is really happening. I mean, we, we might go to Nova Scotia. We might go to Japan. This feels kind of weird. Kind of awesome. Is my name on this list? Your name's on the list. Nikki, Pat, and Joe going on a surf trip. Hope you're yeah. ready for it. What, you don't want to go? We might not fly Depends. first class. Depends. It's a, that's a thing. It depends. It, it depends might, if we're camping. It depends. If I have enough, depends. It depends. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got Nova Scotia. We've got Japan. All right. Yeah. Well, we fly into Tokyo, or maybe we fly into Osaka. I don't even know. But I know that this time of year, typhoon season in the uh, Western Pacific, there's some great waves. Japan gets them, and that is always something I want to do as well. Never been there, and uh, I'm told that I'm huge in Japan. I don't know if that's just because I'm tall or because they're... Never mind. You will stand out in Japan for sure. <laughs> All right. Next on the list. Ooh. England. Nikki, your hometown, your home country. God save... Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. We've been speaking about this for a while. So if that, uh, you know, falls down on the wheel of wheel of waves, then I'm going to be happy as. Yeah. Well, sweet as, as they say in New Zealand. I did pick that up. And, uh, you know, I've been to England a couple of times, never served. I know that down in Cornwall right now, the waves have been pretty good last week with the remnants of that Hurricane Dorian. So you're getting a lot of hurricane swell coming that direction as well as just this is the time of year when as you yeah, go into fall, the, the, the thermoclines, the whatever, we got to get Ryan, the intern, back to explain the details. But basically, the winds start to shift, mm -hmm. waves start to come in, and that whole Western European coast, literally Ireland, England, France, Spain, Portugal, all the way down to Morocco over the next few months are going to be just firing. Okay. And last on the list, what's last on the list, Nikki? Kitabus. Kitabus. Holy God, really? Huh. I Actually, I can see it written out right there, but that's unbelievable. Kiribati, as it's spelled, Kitabus, as it's pronounced. We talked about that one in episode, oh man. Was that with uh, Dr. Frank? That was with Dr. Frank Lemus, and that was episode 25 where Frank Lemus, episode 25. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, where uh, our good buddy Frank, he joined the Peace Corps, ended up in the middle of the South Pacific Ocean on a tiny remote island in part of what is known as Kitabis, Republic of Kitabis. 
I don't even know if they speak. It's way out there. In the middle of the ocean. And this is a great time where you're going to get swell from both the south and north. So two sides of an island there, Fanning Island, supposed to have some incredible waves. That's super remote. So if we go there, there might not even be a podcast for a couple weeks because I don't (laughs) think there's electricity. But those are the four spots. Kiribati, England, Japan, and Nova Scotia. PMAC, are you ready to spin the wheel? Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> spin it. And I'm spinning. I'm spinning spin the, the wheel. wheel. Oh, 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 oh. Come on, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, no, it's going to be Japan. Oh, it's, it's England. England, it's yes. England. We're going to England. Mother, I'm coming home. We're going to <laughs> Mom, can we? Oh Mom God. and Dad, can I we? I swear we're going to Japan. Oh my goodness, that just totally. Oh right. man, that was fun. I'm not going to England. What? I'm not going to go to England. Why not? I'm going to go someplace tropical. We live somewhere tropical. No, I want to go someplace tropical. You would have gone not if you're going. I'm not going to cornhole. We're not. <laughs> you're not going to play cornhole. Cornwall. Oh, cornwall. cornwall. Okay, I'm not going. <laughs> we're going to go see Adam Greenman. Jamie Bott. Yeah, we'll go see all Let's the see, old guys. Go see Philzy. Yeah, Philzy, all the some of the old Witches Rock crew that Holy worked there back in the day. Well, you guys oh have fun. Oh, Wait, come on, on Pat. On, There's going to be like Shepherd's Pie, Toad in a Hole, yeah, Spotted, Spotted Dick. Dick. <laughs> oh, that raised you your eyebrows. You're going to aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. You know, right. Fish and Chips, Joe can practice his accent. Right, we're going to England, all right, boys. A couple of points there, right. love. If you were going to eat some really weird things and you are going to go on a pub crawl that's the the big thing and we're going to surf some empty waves because this time of year you'll be smoking cigarettes too nah nah nah, 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 nah. nah. nope no cigarettes could probably have a sneaky half though we will have many sneaky halves and like i say the it's just now come of the the sort of like holiday season in england so everyone's gone back to school and so the beach is going to be empty very, very empty. Man, I don't know why we didn't do this sooner. Man, we almost went to Japan. We actually almost went to Nova Scotia, Japan, Kitabish, and we're going to England. And I think that's absolutely awesome. England, I hope you're listening because we're coming your way. Get Out and Surf podcast is going to be surfing. And what are some of the – I mean, I don't – at least you've been to – at least you, you're from England. Mm-hmm. At, least, at least it's the same language. Of course, um, I'd be fine, you know, speaking Canadian too. I can do that. Lots of hosers and A's. Well, yeah, your, your English accent isn't too bad. I, You're gonna, but it's gonna be funny watching you in a pub and order. A, I want you to order a pint, a packet of crisps, and a pickled egg. Yeah, well, <laughs> that sounds like a good country song. A pint, a, pa- a packet of crisps, and a pickled egg. All right, that doesn't sound like a country song. No, not at all. But anyway, yeah, it's gonna be good times, man. There's a a whole heap of beaches around that area, man. There's just it's, uh, like nooks and crannies of all these different. Uh, you know, different direction facing beaches and the wind's going to be a big factor, you know what I mean? But it's, there's plenty of swell in that Atlantic, man, and that water's beautiful blue and it's, yeah, it's going to be great. Oh man, I think this is going to be great. Okay, well, this is, like we said, episode 37 and it's going to drop Monday morning. So that's going to be September 16th. The next episode, episode 38, is going to be off the charts. We've got John Becker in the house. John Becker is uh, better known as the man who wrestled the crocodile and Tamarindo. Uh, hear the full story and really the takeaway, his message, what do you do after something like that? So I'm getting like all the hairs and the goosebumps are popping up and you know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting chills just talking about it. It was an insane interview um, and that's coming up next week. And then I guess we're in this window and we're looking at the swell charts and as soon as the swell 
is uh, setting up. We're flying to London. We're heading to the coast. And we'll see you surfing in England. And that should be probably episode 38, 39 latest. So that's in the that's in the pipeline there. Can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Well, I mean, we almost went to Japan. And, like, I'd be pretty excited to do that, too. Oh, I think I'd be pretty excited to go <laughs> anywhere. I like spots, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yes. Well, having a podcast that is all about surfing and surf travel and adventure does have its perks. And we are going to have a good old time, boys. Hey, Pat, so what? You coming? No. Not at all? No. Okay. That was Absolutely a real... Not. Why? Because you just think we might get in too much trouble. I see. I'll come and get you. Oh, that's there you, you get go. In trouble. Yeah, you're Somebody's like. Somebody's got to come. Yeah. Right? Ta- how many takens have there been? And where you know, like, what hotels are you going to stay in? Are you going to like camp? Camper van. Are you going to? We'll get a. M- we'll most get probably a camper van, van, and then uh, yeah, like Adam, go Jamie. Go hostels. No. Nah. Get fleas and all that other crap. You know? No, no, we just. No, we just. Please. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna maybe. go couch surfing pretty much i imagine yeah we'll do a lot of surfing i know that yeah go do some couch surfing we're going to hang out with some friends down there plenty of space yeah well looking forward to it my friends hey you know this was the story time episode too so we want to get into that we were talking about like when we first lived here and we didn't have like well i guess pat we never asked you what your story was my you story? my uh my story when i first got here had nothing to do with Costa Rica. It had everything to do with Nicaragua. And uh, I came down here, and Joe, you arranged for a 100-foot sailboat up to Ollie's Point. We stayed there a week. You had your pongas bringing beer and food back to us, and we'd use the pongas to go from Ollie's to Witch's Rock and then Witch's Rock to Ollie's. And at the end of that five days, we packed up and we went to Nicaragua to San Juan del Sur and while we were there I made friends with a few of the Nicaraguan kids and uh, the local surfers and we were partying pretty hardy and Joe you took off and you went back to the hotel because it had air conditioning correct and, and because it had it had like a like a VHS movie library and I'd been living for like two years with no air conditioning and the same movies yeah you watched like 20 movies. Me and John Cheshire. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So we decided, another me and 80, the, and the Nicaraguan classic. boys, we decided we were going to go out and continue to drink. And we went to, there was this German bar on the water down there. We go. In San Juan del Sur. In San Juan del Sur. And we go to get in. And they're letting everybody in. And I get in. And then there was a big Nicaraguan with me. And he wanted to be a, a football player. And he was huge. He was a. It was about a six-foot Nicaraguan guy, jacked up. And when he started to come in, the guy said, he can't come in. And I said, oh, this is embarrassing. I invited him out for a drink. I'll vouch for him. The guy goes, no, he causes trouble when he comes in here. I said, listen, you know, I'm a guest. I'd like him to come in and be my guest. He goes, all right, you're, you're responsible for him. The kid walked in, walked over to the bar, punched the bartender in the face, and there was the biggest bar fight I've ever been in in my life. Like out of the movies. Like right out of the movies. They were throwing glasses, beer bottles. It just went off. And I ended up like swinging at somebody. And I was so drunk, I hit a pole. And my, <laughs> and my, and my arm like almost, I thought I killed my elbow when I did it. And so I, I had to tuck myself behind a table in a corner. And it was like beer bottles <laughs> flying over. so so then i leave and the and the german guy was like screaming at me 
and I gathered up all the guys and we took off and I came back. And the next day I woke up, I couldn't move my right arm. Dude, <laughs> you know, I think that like life's gotten so like tame to a certain extent. Yeah. It's still the Wild West down here when you compare it to like what it's like living in the States. But it is so much tamer, more reserved than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, that was the Wild West in Nicaragua back then. It yeah. really was. I mean, people are going to say that 20 years from now about right now, I bet. But the fact is, is it really was wild for us. I know when I first came down here, it was super wild for me. Like, uh, I just didn't know any better. I, I had to learn everything the, the absolute wrong way. And, you know, from making the mistakes, you know. and uh, Well, there's just stuff that you didn't take into consideration when you were like, you know, traveling when you were a lot younger you just don't think about those things well, when, when you're like in your young 20s and you're traveling you're not thinking about anyone else besides yourself yeah when i first yeah, came or that, like the law or the yeah. rules or anything or like just that. respect for yeah, the people respect. your neighbors or other right. businesses yeah. or whatever yeah because I, I mean when i first came down here what in 2004 and i only was here on a three-month uh ticket on a uh 90-day visa and I was, my plan was to surf my brains out and then go home and then I think it was around Christmas time, uh, you guys at the camp asked me to help out. And that's when I started, uh, it was my first job at Witches Rock was a surf instructor. And I didn't think that like a work permit or immigration would be, a, would, be a, would be an issue until like immigration came around. And I had these two incidences where uh, we used to have a big television behind the bar and immigration came in, they were checking people's papers and stuff like that. And they were trying to, um, see if ever I was uh, working there because obviously I was very tanned and uh, was you know I've been living here for about I think 18 months or something like that and so they're asking me for my papers do I work here and I'm like I'm like no nah, no I don't work here I was trying to do a really bad American accent what does that sound like you know we, it's like how you doing boys <laughs> and so they're, they're, they're like grilling me and I'm telling all these lies and then right behind them on the television screen behind the bar is video of you teaching a lesson yeah Really? Yeah, doing doing a seminar. You know, we used to have these videos that would uh, just replay and stuff like that. And I was just like, please don't where, turn where around. Where was that? Which is right, because it was at the surf camp. Wow, man. Yeah, well, that was back how long ago? 2000 and... 2004 would have been, yeah, 2004, 2005. Wait, so they came in to ask if you were working there and you said, no, I'm just hanging out at this place. And there's yeah. a video right behind you of you teaching. Teaching, Did yeah. So I was it? like, and I was sweating because like, I just didn't take into consideration. And then again... I was on the beach doing a lesson and I was doing like the instructional part on the sand, teaching someone how to get uh, get their <laughs> pop-up right. And then these, these two guys came walking down the beach and they had like like Pura Vida, like, you know, like really touristic t-shirts. And they were Costa Rican, obviously. And then they were wearing like, like what do you call them? Chino, khaki chinos and like the most shiniest pair of black shoes. Dress, Each of them. dress shoes. Dress shoes, yeah. So just totally like trying to blend in. But So really I'm like looking at them and I'm like, oh, and then so they came up and I, I literally, you know, I bolted. I literally, I ran. I ran straight for the water and swam out as far as I could and waited out. So wait, hold on. The immigration came up to you on the beach. You're yeah. on the sand giving a surf lesson. Yeah. And then you turn and you run into the ocean and just swim away. Yeah. And then kind of like treaded water for a little while in my in my head in like 5.2 seconds i was like oh, i'm getting handcuffed i'm getting deported and i'm like i don't want to be deported i don't want to be dude i know exactly the feeling and i mean you got to think back then in the first few years of me being here and of witch's rock man it w i had no idea not, not only we were just flying by the seat of our pants trying to figure out how to keep a business running and whoever we could find to help us run it and yeah. 
you know, I mean, that's we've obviously graduated beyond days of just just shirtless, you know, surf travelers teaching lessons to now an entire 120 staff yeah. Costa Rican uh, and, and, and the five, maybe, I don't know what five people in that 120 that are not Costa Rican are all like residents and have lived here for years and legal to work. But back then it was like, you know, surf instructors, like who, like, and th- there wasn't even a job here in town. It was hard to find people to teach surfing. Mm. Now it's like the, the epicenter, but right. Yeah. You know. I, I just want to apologize to the person that was on that lesson because <laughs> I left them high and dry and they were pretty smart that, you know, the, the immigration officers were trying to talk to them. They didn't speak any English and they didn't speak any Spanish. So it was pretty, well, you know, so if you left a bad TripAdvisor review, I'm sorry. I don't think TripAdvisor was even around then. So we're probably lucky, but you know, there yeah. wasn't even internet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Barely, well, in Costa Rica, there barely was, right? Yeah. It was just like... Yeah, you had to go to the... Internet cafe. Yeah, Mariano's internet cafe. Yeah, exactly. right. You had to go, like, you know, yeah. do the dial-up and pen an email to send out to everybody. Okay, look, I totally... I'm just as much to blame. More. I'm ultimately responsible. But it all started much earlier, Nikki. When I first moved down here, like in the first year. Yeah, I never like, knew the Coco Camp. Okay, well, we opened and played Coco, and my only plan was to get a boat so I could take people to surf Witch's Rock. That's why we're called Witch's Rock Surf Camp. All I want to do is take people to surf Witch's Rock so that I could go surf with them, catch waves, get some good waves. I just, I loved the spot. I loved to surf. It was a selfish uh, business plan that was never really meant to be any more than that, right? Um, just an, a means to go surf. And if I didn't have a boat trip, I'd be working on our website or answering an email, trying to sell a trip so that I could go surf in the next day or next week. And that kind of picked up steam. You know, that was maybe February of 01. We started in Cocoa and by May or June, I had started getting trips weekly, maybe even a couple times, three times a week. Dude, it wasn't internet back then. You had ads on Surfer Magazine. Well, we had a website too, but yeah, you're right. We but had nobody had market. internet. Well, no one in Costa Rica did. In the States, we had internet and we were the, in, in the U.S. and Canada, the rest of the world had internet, but none of the competition in Costa Rica had a website. We were like the only place you could find on the internet to even get out to witches. So here we are, here I am, taking people in a boat out to witches and ollies and all these Tico boat captains in the center of town are just seeing this boat going back and forth every other day, you know, maybe even, you know, four or five times a week. And didn't take very long before I grew this just crew of angry local boat captains and people that thought I was taking their business from them, which, I mean, I can understand. I was new to the country. I didn't have legal uh, right to work. I wasn't a resident. And that's, uh, you know, shit, man. That's just what happens. That's what, that's how you learn. But what, how I really learned, though, is when I came back from a trip in, like, I want to say early June of 01, I had four guests or so on the boat. I'm bringing the boat into Coco, and as I get up to the shore, right in front of our old surf camp there, I swear to God, there's an angry lynch mob waiting for me, and a police truck with, with the lights going. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And I bring the boat in, and the, drop the guests off, and I'm immediately grabbed by these police, and I'm surrounded by, I swear to God, a mob. And these guys had, like, machetes. And pitchforks, just like out of the movies. Just like out of the movies, man. And I get thrown in the back of the truck with my old business partner, Dave. We get literally driven slowly down the beach and then down through the main road of town, like a full-on spectacle to the to the police station. And my wife's like, Polly's like, oh, dude, he, is he ever even coming back? 
and I was scared. I had no idea what what was going on there. Were people throwing like rotten fruit at you and stuff like that? <laughs> no, no, because I was telling great jokes, but <laughs> unlike yeah, that one, your, your Spanish quickly uh, oh comes to light as soon as you get in a situation like that. Well, I'll tell you what: sitting uh, in a Costa Rican like nasty Costa Rican police station interrogation room filled full of angry locals with more outside peering through the windows trying to see what's going on that's when you're 23 years old you learn a thing or two you learn I learned a lot you yeah know? and that's when I hired my first employee hired my first boat captain Paulino and uh, and man I never looked back of course now I'm legal I got the legal right to work here I've been a resident for many years I'm my kids are dual citizens it's a it's a joke looking back at some of these wild west stories and things that happened but uh, you know 15 20 years ago this place was a different place we were all different learning trying to navigate our own paths and and uh unfortunately we're all sitting here in this room having fun recording this podcast together boys yes damn right the the tamarind has changed a lot you know we're all all here with uh families and stuff now like you know seeing what schools that we're going to put the kids in and like you know we've got a cinema and all these things so you know times have definitely changed cars we all have a car. We have cars. Well, I was about to say we have cars that work, but like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's internet. There's fast internet. Yep, there's fast internet. There's Health insurance. There's craft beer. Craft beer. Yeah, Pat. I've got a Costa Rica story, and it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with a couple of guests. We had a couple of guests who decided to take an estuary tour. They didn't really know each other, but they decided over a couple of beers to take an estuary tour. So they go down to the boat, and they knew just enough Spanish to get themselves in trouble. <laughs> so they get on the boat, and the guy is talking on the cell phone, who's the boat captain, while they're sitting there. And he's going, yeah, we're on the way now. We're going to go to the trail. Meet me there. So they're thinking that they're going to be kidnapped now because they've been watching too much TV. They get to the trail. And the guy goes, okay, we're here now. You can come. So the guy thought that they were going to be kidnapped. So he yelled to the girl, run. And they ran and took the boat, captain's boat, <laughs> and sped away. Okay, wait, hold on. They take the estuary tour on the boat way up into the mangroves. That's so right. like way, way back in and there. They think they're gonna, one of those and they trails think they're going to gonna go, be kidnapped. When right? really he's trying to show them monkeys. He's going to show them monkeys, and he, and he had called his wife. And she was going to meet him there because they lived on the other side. Oh, <laughs> going to meet them, yeah. And so, so these anyway, they steal the boat, and on their on the you know like on their boat trip back, they wreck the guy's engine. And so I get a call. Come <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So now they're stuck in the middle of the estuary in a broken. No, boat. no, they made it to the other side, but they wrecked his engine by the time they got there. You're kidding me? And they abandoned the boat and they ran. And so, so we knew who the people were. And we knew who the boat captain was, and so the police show up and they grab these two gringos and they put them in the back seat. One a girl, one a guy, and they call me. You better get here quick. They got two of our guests in the back seat. <laughs> so They're stealing I, a boat. I, I walk up and there they are. I go. They don't look like boat thieves to me. <laughs> I go. Where are they taking them? They're taking them to Virial Police Station. <laughs> so I grab Krista, who's our our uh, surf shop manager and our surf camp manager and we go there and there they are sitting out in front of this dingy police station in Virial with handcuffs on like and all these people are mingling around and I go all right um, what are the damages 
And they go, well, we're waiting for the owner of the boat. Because the boat captain didn't own the boat. Right. And the boat captain shows up. I said, all right, what are the damages? He goes, $20. <laughs> 20 bucks? <laughs> so I pay him $20 and they let him loose. Oh, my goodness. And they don't speak any Spanish. So they don't even know. No, that. They, that, well, they it got was, enough. It was like awesome. All right. So what I'm hearing is that 20 years ago, this was the Wild West. And we were all involved in lots of like crazy shit that we can tell our kids about now. And the stories just get better and better. But that one didn't happen that some, long ago. No, some that, of the stories. Like some of the stories. Some of the stories we can tell our kids. <laughs> No, and what you're saying is like something just happened in the last few years, but it wasn't like, you know, some crazy local boat captain guys, actually Americans that came down and stole a boat because they had this vision. Of yeah, just, they flipped just out. Enough, just enough information to be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there, their eyes are going. So the lesson is if we're going to book you a trip, you're going to be safe. Just don't get stuff off the beach. Don't grab the guy in the captain's hat and have him give you a tour because you might not get what you're you're paying for. Yeah, you might be standing around if waiting for a, a guide. To us, everybody's vetted, so it's safe. Maybe that's the difference. We've had 20 years here to sort of figure things out. There still are a lot of characters. It still is like a bit of the Wild West, but it's a pretty fun and pretty safe environment these days. He's compared to how it was back in the day. And uh, but the stories they just keep on coming, man. You cannot predict what's going to happen on any given day here. No, you cannot. Um, well, sweet, uh, good fun, boys. I want to bring up the Get Out and Surf podcast is running a competition right now. Hashtag Show Us Your Sunset. You first of all, you got to follow us on Instagram at Get Out and Surf. Then you need to post your best photo of a sunset or sunrise with the hashtag Show Us Your Sunset. Make sure to tag Get Out and Surf which is Rock Surf Camp, and also Samba to the Sea. Every month, there's going to be a winner chosen, voted on, the best sunset. You will get a free Which is Rock Surf Camp t-shirt. And at the end of 2019, all of those monthly winners will be entered into a pool with one grand prize drawn for a free trip to Which is Rock Surf Camp. So, show us your sunset. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be over the ocean or anything like that. It can be from anywhere or anything, just like just a beautiful sunset or sunrise. Yep, that's true. And just one more thing before we go. I want to thank everyone for all of the awesome reviews we've gotten, especially on iTunes. That's kind of the main place to do them. That's where we've been getting the reviews. We had like 24 five-star reviews, which is great. But then we had this one two-star review. That's it. 24 fives and then one two. Not a one. Not one star, but two. But no, two. So they, they No message. No message to accompany the two stars, but just two stars, which actually has been racking my brain because, first off, we're just doing this for fun. We just want to have a good time and just give you guys some cool stuff to listen to on your commute or when you're just chilling out. It doesn't even matter. We're just talking surf. But uh, we always want to do a better job. So maybe you can send us an email, you two-star reviewer you, because we still love you. Um, Let us know how we can make the show even better because that's all we're trying to do. We've been doing this every week since the beginning of 2019. Seemed like a pretty ambitious task when we started, but uh, it's actually turned into a pretty awesome thing. Because guess what? We're going to England now. Yep, we're going to England. And we just interviewed John Becker. I mean, I had Good Morning America uh, calling my home trying to get this story. And who would have thought that our podcast would be the one to break the story? So it's going to be good stuff. And I mean, what? We've gone to the Great Lakes. We interviewed Pancho Sullivan. We talked to a surfing ninja, like a real ninja. Yeah, the whole point of this is just to share some stoke. Yeah, so, hey, guys, we love the reviews. Keep them coming. You can go to iTunes. The five stars are great. The uh, two stars, one stars, really, you should just email us if you've got any creative feedback for us. But 
I'm not going to go on and on. I just, I just know how much time we put into the show, and it's all for you, the listener. So we really appreciate the fact that you listen to our show. And if you know anyone else that likes surfing, surf culture, Costa Rica, surf travel, etc., etc., send them the link. Okay, I think that's it. I think we can go now. Right, I'm going to pack my bags for England. Yeah, well, we're going to have to wait because you've got 15 stitches in one hand and five stitches in the other, and you can't surf. That's actually what we now have to – that was the monkey wrench right there. How much longer do we have? That'll teach you to cuff, Chubby. <laughs> I reckon I've got about another about another 10 days. Now what really happened? How yeah, he really was cuffing Chubby. Oh, my God. And his hand it's went through the window. As if, yeah. He got Because I can see my reflection, so that's what I really <laughs> wanted to do. So if you're going to, you know, you get to the point after so much... Uh, it was a mirror. So much, so much uh, viewing on the it's internet. happened before. Yeah, right? Just you passed. Yeah, over, yeah, yeah. Once internet. you've gone past te- uh, hentai tentacles, then like, you know, what else are you going to do? Oh, I don't even know what that means. And that's probably a good thing. I'm the wholesome type. But I am flying to Vegas right now. Exactly. You're flying to Vegas? I am. Well, it was the cheapest way to get to SoCal. Going up there for a few days, like I said. Nice. Going to go see Firewire. Shout out to them again. And uh, that's it. I think it's time we pack the bags, call it a wrap. Thanks, boys. Thanks for listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Witches Rock Surf Camp, located beachfront in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the show. You can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. That would be great. That's it. We'll see you next week, same place, same time, with another episode of Get Out and Surf. Pura vida y nos vemos.